All right. Hey, welcome back to the Gopher CEO channel. This is John the Bomb. Building others means business. And uh, super excited to bring you a local, just, uh, you know, just great mindset. You know, I just had lunch with this individual. You know, Dominic Pavel owns Era Fitness in Fox Lake, Illinois. You know, and I bring you CEOs, founders, entrepreneurs, you know, and entrepreneurs. And this guy, you know, really has developed his career and then saw an opportunity of someone that was, uh, you know, wanting to get out of her business. And he took over uh, and bought this business and has really started to revolutionize some of the ways that they're looking to go forward. They're building some pretty cool, neat things that I've been hearing about with uh, fitness and teams and all these types of things and uh, teamed up with another CEO. So uh, I'm super excited to bring you Dominic Pavel from Era Fitness. My man, thank you so much for coming on the Go for CEO channel. John, thank you very much for having me. This is going to be uh, an awesome opportunity for, for both of us, and I'm looking forward to it. It's my awesome. first one, so, you know, bear with me. Yeah, all right. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, you know, that that's part of the premise of how I started this a couple of years ago is, you know, I, during the pandemic 2020, I, I saw a lot of my buddies in the restaurant business and other businesses kind of go out of business. Uh, and I always felt like the big names, Mark Cuban and Grant Cardone and all these big guys that uh, have some big social media presence. But what about like the small business owner, the guy that's doing you know, a million, half a million, a million, three million. Nobody knows them or her, right? Uh, it's not really social media presence, but hopefully this channel, uh, people are learning like what it takes to buy a small business like you did, seller finance. You know, what do you do to integrate value to value add that business? How do you grow from there? And then some of the things that you're talking about, which is really growing to a different level, like taking your era fitness and exploding into a different areas that can really bring a ton of value to the communities that you serve, to the people, to the kids growing in their athletic space. So super excited to have you on. So, you know, um, we like to start with impact. So go for CEO community, be ready right here. Dominic's going to share, you know, let's go into era fitness. Like what is it that you guys do that kind of differentiates yourself in the fitness world? And then we'll start going, you know, a little bit from the history of buying it to, you know, so on and so forth. So take it away. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so our, our biggest thing is besides, you know, serving members and customer service and, and building relationships. Um, one of the, I've been in the health club business for 20 years. My, when I graduated from college, um, my undergrad was exercise physiology. I might not look like it now, but, uh, but uh, it, you know, we, I worked for a company called Midtown Athletic Club. Uh, they used to be Tennis Corporation of America, uh, local Chicago, family-owned business and everything. And we did some training. And one of the salespeople, and this has been a profound statement, and it's been 20 years now, was uh, members will always quit clubs, but members never quit friends. And uh, that family environment has always been profound to me. Uh, I, I really, truly value relationships. Um, and I kind of, you know, do that and get involved with, with the members that I have at our, at our club is, is always building those relationships to maintain the retention uh, of our club. Uh, and, and that's, I've always liked the, the health club environment because um, there's always opportunity to meet people and hear their stories. And, um, and that's why I really liked, uh, you know, Era Fitness was a perfect location for me. And um, the previous owner had that same vibe uh, when, you know, I would go in there during due diligence and I would talk to the members and, 
and they just loved the the owner that they had, you know, the, the previous owner and everything. And her and her husband had run it and built relationships. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, nothing knock against Lifetime or or um, L.A. Fitness or, mm. or, or or any of those or Planet Hollywood or Planet, not Planet, but Planet Fitness. I want to call them Planet Hollywood. Um, but it they were just numbers. They want to get to 2,000, 3,000 memberships. And, and everyone would. Well, who wouldn't want to be at that level? But to really maintain the relationships uh, and value the, the, uh, the members. Because those clubs, they, the members, members quit members. So if they don't really have relationships, they'll, they jump from one club to another. Or they, you know, they join a 24-hour or anytime fitness type of thing. And I really value the relationships. That's what I, I love getting up in the morning and seeing how other people are doing. And, if something's going wrong in their life, I want to help them out. And, you know, communication is key. And especially during COVID. I mean, I, I bought the business in the heart of COVID, but knowing that I was going to open it up and I want it, you know, and I can't tell you how many people, you know, were thankful that I opened the facility up just for the social interaction aspect of it. And they missed, they missed their friends. Um, and they're still members to this day, three years later. Um, and that's always been my uh, my philosophy on any business is is relationship management. I, I hate in as employees, I hate turnover, um, you know, and I just try to always build those relationships with the employees of, of friendships. You know, I had a lot of a lot of kids that went off to college. I still communicate with them and text them. And then when they come back, they you know, if they have another job or something, they still want to come back. I, I have open arms for them and they can work out and you know, and the members value the relationships and always keeping up to date. Um, so it's a, uh, and then also being a, a veteran, I'm very pro police fire. Um, it's a very, you know, it's a small community. Fox Lakes, you know, population of 15,000. Um, but in that, in the radius, it gets up to about 30,000, but everyone is very, uh, pro police. I'm right down the street from the police station. So, um, and right by the high school too. So I try to help out the teachers and the students and, and anyone. And, you know, I would have the cross country team in the wintertime come in the club and, you know, then I'd start following those athletes and, and, and their journey uh, of trying to achieve, you know, greatness in high school, but then maybe try and run in college. And, uh, you know, a handful of them have done, I've done that and run in college and everything. And that's, and kids always like to hear, you know, coaches were, were, you know, we're old, we get old. So, you know, we can't do it anymore, but the, but the kids always love to hear us following back up with them and checking in up on them and, you know, and seeing how well they're doing or if they're struggling and, you know, always giving them that positive reinforcement to know, okay, use this opportunity to, you know, your overall goal is you're not going to be able to run for the rest of your life. It's, you know, but you can use that opportunity in athletics to develop you as a, as a student, as a person. And, you know, and then when you go on for like me, you know, I played, I played in high school. I, when I was in the army for four years, I was on the, the all army basketball team. And, uh, and, you know, you still have those relationships and that's what's most important is no one will remember the wins and losses, you know, but the relationships that you have and the friendships that you build is what's really most important. You know, I coach, travel basketball and coached in college at Oakton Community College. And I still keep in contact with those players. It's been 17 years since I coached at Oakton. Um, and that's what's really most important. That's why I, you know, I bought this health club because I wanted a small community based business to, to build relationships of, you know, where I live and, 
you know, uh, and the other communities around it. Nice. Nice. Well, look, I mean, I, I love that how you start off, right? Uh, people or members quit memberships, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, members don't quit friends and community and the things that you've been able to build. And uh, how cool is it that you, you know, you coach for, for, you know, quite a long time, you know, junior college, high school mm-hmm. team uh, atmospheres, and then you bring that mindset into a business that had kind of built that already that culture, and then you take over and it's seamless, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You can kind of integrate into a community, integrate into a business and then take it to another level. So so tell us a little bit, I, I wanna go into, you know, cause a lot of times as a small business owner, maybe you're an entrepreneur mindset before, right? And you become mm-hmm. an entrepreneur and uh, you weren't, you didn't found this, but you, you led to the next generation, right? So what are some of the ways that, um, that you started thinking about the type of business? And then also I'd like to get into, you know, how, how did you creatively get into this business? Because it's really neat. A lot of people don't know about seller financing. A lot of people don't know that business owners may be out there just thinking like, man, I can't get out of this business uh, because maybe there's someone inside of it that can't buy it or it's not enough money out there, but maybe a seller finance potential. So I'd love to kind of go into that aspect of it. Yeah, of course. Um, so the the owner, I, I had gotten to know her and her husband through, through just networking. Um, they, they owned a couple other small businesses and stuff. And, you know, sadly to say her husband passed away mm-hmm. and, you know, that was something they were doing together. So, it, you know, her kids were getting older. That wasn't really her passion. So, but she was, you know, she was older. She's in her mid fifties. Um, so, she reached back out to me wondering if I was still interested. And I went over to our house. We, you know, cracked open a bottle of wine and, you know, had a couple of drinks and I'm like, look, I go, I'm not looking to go anywhere. I'm not going to, you know, I want to, I want to build this for, I have another plan to to build a multi-sport facility. And I go, what better way for you to have residual income than, you know, finance this business, you know, I'll pay you monthly, you know, we, we worked on the rent. Um, and then I fantasy equipment and her business and we came up with a number and I'm like, you know, no other place can you really get, use this asset to create residual income for yourself. Um, and and if you're, you know, speaking about retirement or thinking about retirement and everything, and, uh, she loved, uh, she loved that idea. Um, and you know, we just, kind of hammered out a win-win situation and, uh, you know, just God willing, right place, right time. It, it, it worked out. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's ups and downs with it, obviously as the memberships flow up and down and everything. And sometimes the way we have our, our, uh, our agreement, it's, you know, sometimes a little less on the rent. Sometimes it's more on the rent, you know, sometimes it's less on the business purchase, uh, uh, financing, but, you know, it's, it's consistently her income has been, um, you know, in the, in the, in, in the five figures each month. So it's, uh, it's a win-win for her because no other retirement would she be getting that, um, you know, as a, you know, as a small business owner. So that's, uh, you, you make it, you always want to make it a win-win. Um, I, I've never been the, the type of guy to, you know, you, you run into a lot of people where they brag about how they, you know, really got over on this person on a, on a business deal and, you know, really, you know, I don't want to say screw them over, but, you know, took advantage of them, of the situation. And I, I've never, you know, my mentor was my grandfather and he's always said that like you treat people the right way. Um, 
and and just create value and create ad. Um, if you're if you're buying a business or something like that, no, you never want to just you know go in there and low and undercut them and 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 steal you know steal anything pretty much. Um, so I that's how I really approached it. I said, you know, here's fair market value. Um, you know, it's just the basic model, two and a half times cash flow, you know, type of thing. And then we think came up with a good rent. Um, yeah. and it, and it worked out and it's, uh, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good business. Like I said, uh, right now we're, we're kind of at capacity, um, just because of the population density. So we have to figure out, I have to figure out a value add and that's where I kind of, you know, have expanding or uh, exploring this multi-sports facility, uh, in the area. Nice, nice. You know, and we met right for lunch the other day and uh, really cool to kind of hear the complexity of, of what you're thinking. The reason, right? There, there has to be a why, a purpose of what you're going to serve. What, what are you solving as an entrepreneur, right? And you're solving a really cool aspect of it. So, but just for a second to go back, you know, <clears throat> go for CEO community. What he really did there is talk to a business owner, had a cup, you know, glass of wine, maybe a bottle of wine, but, uh, you know, a bottle of wine and, and with someone that he already had a relationship with, this lady, goes through a, a scenario, a tragedy through her life. You know, this particular business wasn't necessarily her passion, right? But she loved it because she birthed it with her with her husband that had deceased, right? And, and, and I can only imagine the conversation and you start to work into the dynamic of like, all right, well, what's the business doing? What's the profitability? You talked about two times cash flow. We call it in the, in, in the finance world, EBITDA, right? Earning yep. before interest, depreciation and amortization. And and a lot of people don't realize that you can buy businesses this way. You know, a lot of times zero down, you know, and you buy a business, right? You, you have an owner that's committed maybe for a five-year or 10-year stint. You know, they annuitize their business, you know, instead of selling the business and hopefully getting, you know, I don't know, 300, 500, a million dollars, putting it into an annuity and getting paid. Let that business be their business owners that are thinking about selling your businesses. Talk to a guy like Dominic, go for CEO mentality, right? And go make that connection and now put a deal together that, uh, you know, as it flourishes, there could be a, a part of your agreement that your payment goes up as it struggles maybe a little bit, has some downtimes, have an agreement that, you know, just to be tempered, but uh, what a cool experience. So, you know, let's let's go into because I, I want to leave that that last part um, of the growth of the complexes because I, I want to dedicate about five, 10 minutes to that in the interview here. But um, just to keep on. So what are the first things that you did when you took over the business? Like, did you look at operations, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the sales incentives? You know, did you look at equipment? I know that you you inherited some equipment and bought, you know, through the process. Yeah. What are two or three things that you did when you took over that business? Um, so the I, I partnered with a, a guy who had a lot more experience than me um, in the in the sales and membership aspect uh, of it and operations. Uh, a name a guy named by Mike Bell, and uh, and he's really good at, at at seeing that also. So there were, you know, before again we buy it during COVID, so it's you know our traffic wasn't going to be we had you know, Illinois had restrictions on the amount of people in the facility, you know, type of thing. So how uh, Mike and I were you know trying to figure it out, like so we cut the classes because it was a full service facility. So it was a full service facility, but they had you know four or five classes every day of the week, you know, which is expensive. That's you're you're paying. $25 a class, you know, for, for current members that are there, um, who are only paying 35, 40 bucks at the time, 
um, 30 or $35 actually. And, um, so uh, initially when we went in there, the current value for a full service club is, you know, 40, $45. Uh, so we initially started selling memberships at $40. We had, you know, enrollment fee that we, uh, in, put in place also. Um, and then the classes, we made that as a, as a value added. If you want to just come in and work out, it's going to be the 40 or $45. If you want to do the classes, um, how many classes a week do you want to come in and do it and everything? So then we kind of, we tapered it towards group training. So each class is different. So it's a different type of group personal training. Um, our, our instructors are all certified personal trainers. Um, and they, they love building that culture and relationship with those individual members also in their class. And it's, if you, if you go to any club, if you look at the class, it's, it's consistently the same people. They don't like change. They don't like, you know, they like the group. And that's why I like this club is because everyone that was using the classes were the same people over and over again. Uh, so I grandfathered the current memberships. Anyone who, you know, when I bought the business, <coughs> excuse me, I sent an email out to everyone like, hey, you're all locked in. This is going to be your rate. Same, same, you know, principles that the previous owner had, you know, um, and in December they do a maintenance fee instead of increasing dues every year, right? So all those people were, were locked in in that same aspect. Um, but any new member we did, uh, if you wanted group exercise, it was, you know, it was more expensive than the $40, the $40 a month. I started out at 40 year two, it was up to 45 this year. We're doing 50, uh, $50 a month, uh, for the membership. And, you know, depending on the individual, we don't want to, obviously you never want to sale to walk out the door. So I, I do you know, give them breaks. I'll, I'll waive the enrollment fee. I'm like, well, if you can't afford 50, how about 40? And seven times out of 10, they, 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 they appreciate that you're, you're saving, you're still saving them money. Um, and that's how I always view all the memberships. Like I want you to be in here because you want to get healthier. You want to work out. And then I always, as I tour them, I introduce them to members. And, you know, they, you know, I remember who's still a member there raves about the club because it's just that family environment and that culture, uh, mm -hmm. which is key for, I think, for any business. Um, and a lot of them are from LA Fitness and from, uh, from Planet Fitness and everything. And they just don't like, or export, you know, there's some people that, you know, that work in the area. So and so they quit working out at export because the same thing, they, they just have a facility, a huge facility that has everything but there's no relationship. There's no culture. There's, you know, a very individualistic and we're more, when you have that motivation, you have people helping you, you're more prone to stay with that. Like I said, family and, and you achieve your goals eventually. I mean, you start coming on a regular basis because you want to see people like you want to see your friends, you know, so that becomes part of their routine. Um, you know, so yeah, so we do the group training and, and the, the group exercise classes is a value added. So if you want to pay for that, that's, you know, a lot of people do. And we, we try to, you know, figure out a, accordingly to, to their needs and benefits. I love it. Uh, you know, it, it's so interesting when you think about the dynamic of a small to medium sized business, right? Uh, you know, implementing little things that can be the differentiator against your bigger competition, right? Sure. Um, you know, and I'll just put it out there. I mean, we had lunch, I shared with you, you know, uh, one of the things that that kind of got me away from 
uh, one of the bigger ones is uh, the cleanliness, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, you mentioned, and I'll just kind of promote you because you said it, and um, you know, like you guys pay attention to the cleanliness of of the of the location, right? Of the gym, and you know, the 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 barbells and the mm-hmm. the the bathrooms, and uh, the, you know, you you have showers at your place, right? So that you know, that could be that could be tedious to clean up and and the labor to want to do that. Right. So you, what a great culture that you shared at our lunch. So, you know, so marketing wise, you know, so you, you, you get in, you, you know, you said you partnered with a guy that kind of had that mindset of understanding the, the sales side of things, um, the memberships, and you've been able to maintain or even grow that from the three years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you think about marketing and how you're marketing your business at this point, is it be, is it an ingrained uh, word of mouth marketing? Do you have internal mechanisms that you do? Like, uh, hey, if you bring a friend, you get a referral fee, or are you pretty strong in social media? How, how are you uh, developing and, and growing that marketing side? Uh, word of mouth has been the, the key because of the culture and the environment. Um, but then we're, we're on Facebook and on, on Instagram, the social media aspect, the, the marketing is, is very cost effective. Um, you know, you 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 can set your budget to a daily. Like, if you want to spend fifteen or twenty dollars a day, or, or or something like that. So it's uh, it's on the engagement. The way you have to set the uh, if you ever done the ads on there, and you see them on Facebook where it says, you know, you'll have the little tab that says learn more or, or you know whatever. So if the person looks at the ad, that's one thing. If they hit that tab for learn more, then you know now you have their information. Your their phone number and everything, email address, um, and then usually by the the way we structured our ads is that they're setting up appointments anyway for themselves if they want to get more information. Um, that's been that's been really helpful. Um, and so you know again it, it's a law of attrition. So you have you know twenty or thirty people fill out you know click on the ads or whatever you know you're going to sign up probably three or four people. Um, so it's been, you know, we have, uh, you know, videos of the classes. I'll do a, you know, shoot quick, two little, uh, you know, 30 second video of one of the group exercise classes. Or if there's a, you know, a bunch of people working out together in the weight room, I'll, I'll film that really quick and post it on social media and drop that picture or, or video link in the, into the ad. And, you know, Mike is a very bubbly personality uh, type of guy. So he does a lot of the videos to himself. Um, with his other clubs because if you know we are a franchise but all the franchises that have access to the other one so mike has you know seven other clubs in the lake and mccounty county area mm. that you can work out at you know they're, they're, it's just a regular key fob system so your key fob works at every one of the places and uh and that's kind of the value add too so it's you know it's it's so if you're in the area and they're all you know it's they're they're really designed well mike's done a good job of each place is five to seven miles apart from each other Mm. so if you're out in McHenry at one of your sons or daughters events or something and you want to get a quick workout in while they're doing something you're like oh you just go to McHenry just go you know go to richmond or go to gray's lake or gages lake or whatever you know any one of those locations get a quick workout in if you if you want to you know to pass the time if you will no, um, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, yeah. Strategically to kind of put everything in reference, right? To compete again against the bigger 
you know, box type places, right, uh, to add value. And that's a cool concept to be able to also, if if they get access to other, um, you know, locations, it really makes you feel like, all right, I'm paying 50 bucks, but it's like 10 locations. I'm really paying five bucks a location, right? So, right, so, right. Uh, yeah, it's really neat uh, when you start to break it down that way. So, neat. Well, you know, what's one thing that, you know, the Go for CEO community can get uh, from your experience of taking over? So, uh, give us a little bit of insight on, you know, there there was obviously a team there. It was very family-oriented, not only with the clients, but I'm assuming the, the people that worked there as well, right? The teammates, uh, the colleagues. What yeah. are some of the things that you've learned from taking over and then adapting, right? Um, yeah. Maybe... Uh, the, 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 the lady that you bought it from and, and her husband had a certain style, you, yeah. you know, being a coach, you, you have a certain style, right? So how did you adapt and then see that growth and connectivity within your colleagues? So, yeah, we had, um, that's a great question. Um, when we first went in there and, and, and after we bought the business, then the, the next day, you know, I emailed all the employees and, you know, we had a couple, you know, that were loyal, you know, if you will, but wanted to go off on their own. And then just building relationships. I had to build trust with them. And, and like, you know, again, I'm not a huge turnover guy. I don't like uh, turnover. And when you got that culture and those relationships of the current employees, you can, you know, you can figure out, you know, you know, you know there's always going to be a bad apple. So you can kind of figure them out, right? You can, you can spot them right away uh, just in building relationships and the feel you get for them. And, and I just let them know. I kept them at the current rates that they were paying. You know, the previous owner was paying. I wasn't going in there like a, you know, corporate raider, Wolf of Wall Street guy. And, and you know, you're, you know, you used to get paid 25. Now you're going to get paid 20. You know, I said, I'll keep you at your current rate. And, you know, and I cut, you know, I, I allowed them to still, if they were personal training instead of our new model that we were doing, I said, let's just keep the same uh same personal training if you if we give you any clients from our new model then we're just going to pay you what our rate is and they were they were fine with that um again because you you don't want to take to me i don't want to take the work hard work that they did away from them like coming into a new facility and be you know and just drop the hammer on them or anything like that i wanted to build relationships and i still have relationships with those a lot of those trainers even the ones that left i i always gave an open door to them um on the overall uh, operation staff, you know, kids club that we have, front desk people, sales, you know, uh, sales people and everything. We did a little restructuring there and, and made it more performance incentive for them. Um, and a couple of them didn't want to do it. But I, I what I did do for them, I said, well, look, I'll give you a membership. We'll set up a membership for you. Here's a key fob. You can go work out. Um, and you know, you're more than welcome to come back, you know, and, and just use the facility. And they, they were appreciative. They understood like the business aspect of, you know, having to cut hours on the operational staff, um, because I'm still financing a business. Um, you know, the kids club, you, you know, we would have, when I went in there, there was three college girls, you know, and they would be there from eight to five, but we only had kids in there from, you know, from nine to 11 and then from five to seven, you know, it was, there was no reason to keep them out throughout the whole day. Um, and so, yeah, so those were the kind of the two shifts where the majority was and, but those, all those individuals who I did end up cutting, I gave them memberships. I gave them, you know, I said, Hey, 
just come in, work out, you know, just come in and see everyone and everything. And, and a lot of them still were babysitting on the side that, you know, the kids that they were coming into the kid clubs, uh, you know, I, you know, they would ask where they were, the, where the college kids were at. And I'm like, well, here's their phone number. And, you know, they would call them up and they would babysit for them and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you always try to create value, even though it's a, you know, it's a bad situation, what you're going through as, as a business owner, but then you have a relationship. It's a young college kid, you know, working, going to the local community college or something and, and trying to work and have, you know, make some money and everything. So I, you know, I try to create value for them and make it a positive for them and, uh, you know, still communicate with them today. Um, and it's a, it's a good, again, I always want to create value even in a bad situation. You know, it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, you could either have a, a mindset of, of scarcity, right? Like, oh, no, no I want to, I want to just, you know, hoard everything, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or abundance. And uh, the fact that you even said right there that, hey, I would give the number out of the college student and they would be able to flourish with maybe a babysitting opportunity outside of your organization is an abundance mindset, right? Yeah. You know that it's going to come back fully, right? And I think uh, it's hard for a lot of people to, to to think that way, especially, you know, you take over a small business, you're, you're kind of counting every single dollar. You've invested your time, you've invested into a seller finance, you know, scenario. Uh, you got to deliver, right? Uh, you know, or else uh, you could lose that business, right? So, uh, so it's really, really interesting that uh, you had that and uh, super excited. And one of the probably the secrets of why you're succeeding. So, so look, uh, you know, I, I promised, you know, I, I, I'm really excited about this sport complex side of things. I yeah. think it's a big, big vision. Uh, you know, we talked about it at lunch and I think a lot of people uh, should get to hear about it. Uh, it's still in progress, right? Uh, yep. And trying to trying to hammer everything out. But, uh, you know, if you don't mind sharing kind of high level, you know, what your thoughts are of taking Era Fitness, right, to where it's at, to where you want it to go and some of the vision that you have with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, part of my background uh, besides the fitness industry was uh, I coached travel, travel athletics. You know, I coached it uh, Oakton community college, but I, I was a travel basketball coach before I coached at Oakton and helping kids achieve their goals. Like the, a lot of the, you know, travel athletics, it, it gets competitive and kids want to play in college. Um, not everyone's a division one basketball player. You know, 99% of the kids that you coach are division three or division two or Juco kids, depending on their grades, but they still love the game. And, you know, and they want to use that game as an opportunity to get to to college, to get into a college. You know, you know, some kids can't, eat, you know, there could be a kid who's a division one kid, but he's a, a 2.5 grade point average student. He no chance in, in heck that he would get into some big division one school, a power five school. But, you know, through athletics, it was that was achievable. The schools give them that opportunity. And that's, you know, been kind of, kind of become my passion. My, you know, my son was going through travel athletics. Um, he's now uh, a freshman at Kansas State and uh, helping those, helping any kid in uh, travel. Look, travel athletics got expensive. It's, you know, it's 2000, it's 3000, you know, cheerleading and gymnastics is, is off the charts. Now, those are two sports that we're not looking to get into just because of we don't we won't have the facility for it, but there's always a way to make it affordable for everyone. There's a lot of, you know, in where I live, um, Round Lake, uh, I live in Round Lake Heights, but Round Lake High School is, you know, the median income is, is under $60,000 for a family, you know, and that's, 
that's not very affordable to, you know, to pursue travel athletics. Um, so, cause I, I, you know, for example, a travel team, whatever it be, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, whatever, you know, everyone wants to charge 2000, 2,500, $3,000. And for a person making 60 grand, that's a lot of money. That's a, mm -hmm. it's a huge investment. A lot of them don't have, you know, there's more people in the United States living paycheck to paycheck than there are people that have expendable income. And so I always came up with the model. What can you afford? There's no reason why your child should ever be cut from a team or not be on a team uh, just because of their parents' income. That's not their fault at, mm. at all. Um, and as I was coaching, you know, my, my mentor in coaching is a guy who owns Steve Pratt, who owns Full Package Athletics. He's like, we're never going to cut a kid. We are just never going to do that. Just if the parents can't afford it, we will figure it out. And, and that's how my, my model is. And so, you know, yes, the overall sticker price might be $2,000, but Hey, if you want to pay $25 a month or $50 a month, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Um, and, uh, you know, and spread it out over the course of year. If your kid wants to play basketball and volleyball, we'll make it happen you know, and you want to pay a hundred dollars a month, you can pay a hundred dollars a month. Um, because kind of the nature of athletics and in, in my opinion, um, the high schools do a good job of, you know, it's, it's low cost to be at a public high school to play, play a sport. It's, you know, 150 bucks or whatever. Um, but they're not given the opportunity. They're not opening the doors for the kids to play in college. The college now is a big dunny business. So those college coaches don't have the opportunity to come watch you play. Like when I played, the college coaches had that freedom to kind of get away and go watch a high school game. Now, you know, you, you'll see a college coach for basketball. I'll use basketball because I'm a basketball coach. They'll be there for one day during Thanksgiving break. And then one day in December, because the, the basketball players in college are in finals week. So, you know, they're, they'll have practice in the morning and then the coaches will go in the evening and, and, uh, you know, and try and catch a game of a player that they're already recruiting. But how did they already recruit that player? They saw him in the summer and in the spring and whatever travel event you were playing. So I want every uh, every kid to have that opportunity. If they want to try every kid can play in college. It, I, I truly believe there's thousands and thousands of colleges throughout the United States. Right. And they need they need players, too. So. Um, you know, if you want to go to a D3 school or a JUCO or, or, or whatever, if you want to play, there's an opportunity for you to play. Now you have to have the reality of your level and your skill level and, and athleticism and stuff like that. But there's a school that will take you. If you want to play, there's no, there, you don't have to quit after high school. Um, and travel athletics has done that. Um, my, my kind of model right now is why I want to do more streaming of our practices, more streaming of our events, because building an individual kid's brand, you know, I don't want to say building the brand, but giving them exposure to other colleges and, you know, mm -hmm. colleges will pay to watch a practice, you know, and interview kids and talk to kids and, and just helping and giving them the opportunity um, is where I think a lot of travel programs don't capitalize on, which is great for me because my, I really think my model is unique. And I want to give every kid that opportunity and exposure. And a lot of programs just, they're all about the teams. There's, look, there's, I'm not going to name programs, but there's programs that have 80, 80 teams, you know, through, you know, fourth grade through high school. 
you know, and you, and you, you, you lose in coaching, you, you're, there's a lot of things you lose in, but they're not really, they're not really maximizing that kid's opportunity to go to, to go to a college or find a college or, you know, get, be seen by the right people. So my model is we'll give you that opportunity and we're, we don't, we're not looking to be big. We're not looking to be 80 teams in in a sport where, you know, we can, we can make it work and, um, and give the, the individual that opportunity. Really focused, right? I mean, uh, and, and, and bring a, a centralization of how you're going to do it. Uh, really cool. And obviously your, your complex is going to be uh, very diverse in the sports, you know, uh, you know, from what you shared with me, the, the, the complex is really kind of, you know, set up in a way there's even going to be podcasting. There's going to be streaming, like you said, and, and services that uh, a, a median income type of family, you know, especially Fox Lake America, you know, Illinois yeah. area, you know, can really afford. So that's really, really cool, man. So, well, look, look uh, I mean, obviously, we'd love to have you on multiple times over the next few years, right? Uh, yeah. Every six to 12 months, we we have people on with Gopher CEO as kind of follow up interviews. Uh, so, we're, you know, go for CEO community, follow Dominic Pavel and, and the areas that he's doing business in at Era Fitness. And then also, I'd love to end our interviews typically, Dominic, with CEO, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, client experience. So we'll, we'll focus in on Era Fitness at the moment, right? Until you get that big complex, right? Um, and then engagement and operational excellence. So if you think about client experience, you know, you talked a lot about that community and everything, but just 30 seconds on what makes era fitness and, and in this competitive industry that you're in, yeah. what's the client experience when they step into era fitness? Uh, it's, it's a family environment, family and community environment. Um, we, we build relationships. Like I said, on we build relationships. We're not, we're just, we're not looking for members. We're looking for, for individuals who want to be a family and be a part of a family and community. And that's our, our biggest thing. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of people who are introverted, so to speak, but you know, you can always say hi to somebody when they walk in, how are you doing? You know, always, always make eye contact, you know, shake a hand if you can Um, introduce them, you know, and, and always follow up with them and just build relationships. That's, that's the key to any any small business. Um, any customer is is an opportunity to meet somebody. Awesome, awesome. And you know, this will probably parlay into that. So I'm I'm curious how you're going to answer this. But engagement, right? I, I used to say employee engagement on these interviews, but it's really engagement in general. It could be your vendors, the children that you coach, the members that you have, the the teammates that you that you work with, right? So yeah. what is what is a top reason? Another thirty seconds of just how and why people engage with Dominic and Era Fitness? Uh, it, it, actually, Fox Lake is a community where it's very, it's very athletic based. Um, they mm-hmm. really support the high schools and the middle schools and uh, the kids participating in sports. Um, I, I try to go out, you know, as a, as a travel basketball coach, I go watch games, you know, 10 times a week, you know, 10 different games a week. So I try to go out and support, just support the kids and, and say, Hey, there's an opportunity for you. Keep on working hard. If, you want to come play for us? Great. If not, you know, this is what you need to do and kind of give them some points and, and, you know, and talk to the parents and kind of guide them through that way also. Um, uh, Cause a lot of parents don't understand what it, what it takes to, to get to the electric kids want to play in high school and want to play in college. And, you know, it's a competitive, competitive atmosphere. So you just kind of like, Hey, I'm here to help you. If you don't, if you have questions, give me a call, come by, just come by the club. 
you know, you don't have to join. You can, we can sit and meet for and talk for a half hour, 45 minutes on, on how to help your son develop or your daughter develop or what avenues there, there are, because a lot of parents don't know. Um, so just being engaged in the community and, 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 and always, you know, seeing, I don't say see an opportunity, but to try and help somebody. I, my overall information, when I give people, I kind of guide them through, I kind of consult with them and, uh, on athletics and just like, I don't ask for money. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you. Hey, if you want to do this, here's, you know, I know a lot of people in the business. So here's five people in basketball, here's four or five people in softball or volleyball, whatever it is, like, you know, give them the opportunity and say, Hey, it's kind of the nature of the beast is what you have to look at. And, you know, and if you need help with financial reasons, you know, I can help you engage with the owners and, and say, Hey, this person really needs some help. Let's really, you know, let's not let them, uh, fall away, uh, just because they, their parents can't afford it or something. Um, and I, I'm never afraid to have that conversation to help a kid. Oh, hey man, people, people need advocates. You know, a lot of yeah. times it's just that, that one little extra person sharing, you know, and, and supporting, uh, and that reciprocates, right? That that's that reciprocation mm-hmm. scenario where you, you add value, you, you do something for someone, it always comes back, right? Uh, I think we all, yeah. you know, learn that hopefully throughout throughout life, right? So <clears throat> awesome. Well, the last one is operational excellence. And you touched on it, Era Fitness has, you know, this community of like, within five to seven miles, have another facility. Um, you know, I'm assuming there's some software, some things that you do, but what just operationally do you feel like you do and, and in the business to kind of keep you streamlined as a, as a business? Uh, yeah, I, I still think the, the social media aspect platforming right now is is the best way to engage uh, with potential members and current members, um, and and having and having content. Um, I, I the there's an individual I, I know uh, through our my kid went to Carmel High School, and um, he owned you know movie studios and and everything. And, and mm. this is a profound statement. He said, "The number one manufactured thing in the United States right now." is content anything that anything in the united states you think about cars you think about widgets or whatever is being manufactured right now the number one thing in the united states is content whether it be tv whether it be this podcast whether it be that's the number one thing that's how we view our social media platforms is we're going to get out there and we're just going to build relationships through social media whether it be snapchat instagram facebook you know whatever it is um people are a little bit more comfortable by themselves in that aspect. So, Hey, you know, we're not, I'm not a, you know, a, a hard selling type of guy. I just want you to be comfortable. Um, and so, you know, our ads are very open and welcoming in that aspect of it. And we just want to build relationships. Even if it's, you know, if you don't want to join, that's fine. We'll, you know, I'll help you whatever you need. So that's, a, that's our biggest thing too. They might not join the club, but if you need, if you have questions with something else, give me a call. I'll help you. It's, it's easy. You know, what, what popped in my head is in real estate, they go, they say location, location, location mm-hmm. in your business and in your industry and everything that you've done is relationship, 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 right? So yep. awesome, awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Dominic, thank you so much for chopping on and the uh, yeah. CEO channel here, you know, community. Uh, tell them, you know, how to reach you, you know, hopefully your website, you know, what's the best way to interact with you? Obviously, if you're in that Fox Lake uh, area, you yeah. know, how to come to Era Fitness and, and be a part of the community that you built. Yeah, so our website is uh, era, A-I-R-A fitness.com backslash Fox Lake. Uh, my Twitter is at D Pavel, uh, P-A-V-E-L-L. Uh, Facebook is Dominic, uh, you know, Dominic Pavel. And uh, 
and uh, I forgot my actually Snapchat run right. My Instagram is uh, is Dominic Cavell also at the Cavell. So um, we have the air, you know, Instagram and uh, and Twitter for uh, Era Fitness uh, at Fox Lake for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram also. Um, and come check us out. You know, come uh, you shoot me a call, shoot a text, John. You got my number, so uh, you know, feel free to give it out and have somebody text me with any questions. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, thank you so much. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes I forget at the beginning, but here it is. You know, subscribe to the channel. You know, it's go for it. CEO, CEOs, founders, yep. entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, people doing stuff inside the community. Worldwide, we've had people from Ireland, from Australia, from the United States, obviously Canada. So yep. uh, a lot of great businesses that you just don't even know about. There's 23, 27 million in the United States alone. Get alone, you know, think about it worldwide. So thanks, Dominic, for being a Thank part you. of the Go for CEO channel, my friend. And uh, we'll have you on soon again. Yeah, absolutely. Take care.